What's up, you guys? Welcome to episode 80 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Today, I'm going to be going over some of more of the WNBA information. And for those of you that listened to the last podcast, I have my order written down correctly this time. So I don't go back and forth and keep pushing teams back. You know what I mean? And so where I'm going to have this a little bit more organized, I'm going to be comparing my ranked teams compared to how ESPN has it. And this was before the preseason started, uh, just to let you guys know. So that way it didn't change anything. And then I'm also going to be going over some of the top players in the league this year, my thoughts, my opinions, surprising things, stuff like that. Uh, I know that we are currently 20 episodes away from episode 100. Super excited for that. I really appreciate everybody that's been listening and tuning into my podcast for over a year and a half now. Yeah, just about a year and a half coming up two years on my birthday because that's exactly the day I started. Um, so I appreciate every single one of you that have been listening. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get right to it because... I'm excited, and I completely disagree with ESPN. So I'll start off how, you know, I'm just going to compare it by number. So ESPN, I'm going to start from the bottom, has the number 12 ranked team as the Atlanta Dream. For me, I have it as the Washington Mystics as at number 12. So I have Atlanta Dream towards the bottom as well. Um, not much to speak on there, just because I do feel like they're going to finish at the bottom. ESPN, they have a number 11, the Indiana Fever down there. For me, at number 11, I have the Atlanta Dream. <laughs> so basically, pretty close. They are at the bottom. Um, I Again, I said this in, one of my, in the previous podcast, but I don't think that the Washington Mystics are going to do as well as everybody else is expecting this year. I know that currently looking at the standings, ESPN uh, expects them to finish or expects them to finish seventh. Um, I completely disagree with that. I think that they're going to finish at the bottom. Atlanta Dream at number eleven. All right, so then we go on to the number ten spot. The ESPN has New York Liberty down there. For me, I have the Indiana Fever, and so pretty close so far with the Atlanta Dream and the Indiana Fever. I completely. Disagree again with the New York Liberty call. That's my sleeper team for the year. I know last year it was the Dallas Wings and they did brilliant. Uh, This year, I think it's going to be the New York Liberty. I have them finishing fifth up top. Uh, I think that they're going to be a surprising team. Um, I'm not really sure. I'm not 100% sure what's like leaning me or pulling me that way. But there's something there. I think that Sabrina Ionescu is going to have an excellent year. She's I hope and I think she's going to stay healthy, uh, which will impact that team a ton. And I know she was a fabulous leader at Oregon in which I watched her. There hasn't been much time to be able to watch her in the WNBA. But when she has, she's been able to like demand certain things out of her players or out of her teammates. So with that being said, I feel like um, I feel like she's going to do well this year as well as everybody else around her. All right. So then we go to the number nine spot. So, <clears throat> ESPN has Dallas Wings at number nine, and I have the Phoenix Mercury. All right, so first I'll speak on the Dallas Wings. I feel like, again, they're going to do all right this year. I have the New York Liberty finishing ahead of them. I have the Dallas Wings at number six. I think they're going to finish more towards the middle. I still, I I believe that they're going to be a strong shooting team. Um, and then I also believe that they're going to play pretty good defense as well. Uh, if I were going to choose one of the other, I think that they're going to put up a lot of points as opposed to defensive stops, if that makes sense. Um, 
And so, with that being said, I do think because they're going to score so many points, they'll be able to outscore teams. So that's why I have them finishing in the middle. For the Phoenix Mercury, I just feel like they've had a lot of problems. I know Brittany Griner was a big one for them. And then also having a brand new coach this year, I know that they've had, they have multiple remaining players, but besides the starting lineup, that's all they really have. And so you can't, you can't win an entire year just based off of a starting lineup. I mean, you can, but at some point they're going to get tired, especially with Diana Taurasi being a little bit older, uh, as well as Tina Charles being bigger and older. And so I do see them, I could see them starting off really strong, but then I see them starting to slow down and that's where they start to fall towards the bottom is more towards the end, just because they don't have a very deep bench. All right, then we go to the number eight spot. Oh, man, ESPN struggling with this one, for, in my opinion. Number eight, they have the Los Angeles Sparks. How could they do that? And then I have the Chicago Sky. <clears throat> the Los Angeles Sparks are going to win it all this year. So how do they have them at number eight? That makes no sense whatsoever. Um, I just think that the Los Angeles Sparks are going to have a really good connection uh, it seems like they're all having a lot of fun in this preseason and in the training camps as well. And so I see them finishing at the top. I see them having a good start, a good end, a decent middle to their season. Uh, hopefully Liz Cambage stays healthy mentally and physically um, because that's a big help for them. But I have the Los Angeles Sparks at the very, very, very top. Chicago Sky, I have them at eight. I know that they won this last year, but then again, they had like a 16-16 and 16 record. Um, and so they came in as like, I believe it was possibly the sixth seed, if I remember correctly. Um, I don't see them go doing it again. I have them at the eighth seed. Uh, I see them still getting into the playoffs. I just don't see them having a super strong year. All right, then. Whew, excuse me, guys. The number seven spot. All right, ESPN has Washington Mystics at number seven. For me, I have the Minnesota Lynx at number seven. So ESPN and I are close as it relates to the Minnesota Lynx because uh, they have them at six, I have them at seven. So pretty decent. I have I see them having an okay year. Uh, I see them getting together well. Uh, I do think that Nafisa Collier, she has been outstanding the last, I think, two years she's played, three years she's played. Uh, COVID has messed me up with all this years and stuff. Um, so I believe she's played two or three years, but I think that she's going to have a really good year for them. Um, and then don't forget, they also have Damaris Dantes, Crystal Dangerfield. I feel like those three are going to do really good together this year because they, they stayed together. Um, the big three, or I should have called the small three. No, big three. That's the big three for the team. I see them doing well. Washington Mystics. <clears throat> Again, I don't see the. I just see them struggling. Something tells me like uh, Del, Elena Deladon. Uh, she's a she's incredible, extraordinary. Um, but I think that there was a lot of players that stepped up for the Mystics last year just because they didn't have any star players. This year, now that Elena Deladon's back, and you also have Natasha Cloud back. I just feel like those players that were stepping up before aren't going to have as much of a role as they had last year. So because of that, I could see them being like out of rhythm, I guess I would say. No, not I guess. That is what I would say. Um, and I just don't see them having like the big role that they had last year. And so with that being said, I see them finishing more towards the bottom because I feel like they're going to rely a lot on Deladon. 
<clears throat> All right, the number six spot. They have the Minnesota Lynx, which I just spoke on them, and then I have the Dallas Wings at number six. Just spoke on them as well, so not much to say there. Number five, here's where it gets interesting. Number five, ESPN has the Las Vegas Aces. At number five, I have the New York Liberty. Um, I have the Las Vegas Aces at four, and uh, ESPN has them at five, so I think that we're both thinking relatively close as it relates to how they're going to do. I see them being a more defensive-minded team this year. I'm really excited to watch Kelsey Plum play. Uh, She's my favorite player in the WNBA so far. I'm excited to watch this year. Um, But... I think that the Aces are going to have a good defensive year. Offensively, I don't. I think they are going to struggle a little bit. I know that they obviously have a superstar, Asia Wilson, who is always getting boards and blocks and points. Um, but I, f- I know they're going to have a strong defensive year. I'm not sure how they're going to be offensively, though. So that's why I have them at four instead of, like, two. Um, so that is my thoughts. All right, at the number three spot... Both ESPN and I have the Seattle Storm at number three. So I know in the previous podcast, I put them all the way down at eight, but I kind of, not kind of, but I was uh, mixed up there because I didn't have it written down. So now that I have it written down, it makes sense to have them up there at number three. Rihanna Stewart's going to have another incredible year. She'll probably win MVP again because she's just so outstanding. Um, And so I just... I see them finishing up top. They have some knockdown shooters. Uh, they have bigs. And they have guards. They have shooters, defenders. They have a little bit of everything on their team. I don't see them winning the championship, but I see them finishing towards the top. All right, the number two spot. The ESPN has Chicago Sky at number two. Oh, my goodness. I do not. Probably just because they're the reigning champs. But just because they won last year, does it, they got rid of some of their players this year. So... And then, for me, I have the Connecticut Sun at number two. Uh, I see Jean-Guel Jones having another good year. And then, I also think that Alyssa Thomas, she's an underrated player in the WNBA. I feel like um, she's like the second star player for the Connecticut Sun. How could they not do well? And then, they also have the upcoming star, Dijani Carrington, who's going to have another excellent year. Or, who's going to have an excellent year? She uh, she played all right last year, but just because of the experience she's gotten off the time uh, in the off season since the WNBA's hasn't been going on, she's gotten a lot of like playing. And she's gotten a lot of experience, so um, she's gonna do well this year. And then they also have Jasmine Thomas, who, in my opinion, she is a little bit inconsistent, but I see her being more consistent with her shooting this year. So I'm excited to watch the Connecticut Sun play this year. They haven't really, they haven't lost many players. If anything, they've really just gained players. Um, and so that's going to be a big plus for them. All right, at the number one spot, ESPN has the Connecticut Sun up top. I have the LA Sparks. So that completes the rankings. Mine compared to ESPN's. I personally like mine better just because they're mine. (laughs) But uh, ESPN is Connecticut Sun finishing at one. I have the LA Sparks. So you guys heard it here first. LA Sparks are going to win the championship. And the sleeper team for this year is the New York Liberty. And the Washington Mystics are going to finish at the bottom, while most think they're going to finish towards the top. So that is that for you guys. All right, so I know last time this uh, uh, my recording app 
like went off when I went to ESPN. So if it does it, I really hope it doesn't do it again this time. Let's see. Is it going to do it? I'm getting there right now. Yes, it stayed. All right. So now, oh shoot, I lost it. So now I'm what I'm going to get to, if I can find it again. Give me one second, guys. Um, oh, here it is. All right. So I was going to go through some of the top 25 players in reality, the top 10 uh, players in the league. This was an article that ESPN put out um, just a couple of days ago, like three or four days ago. Um, and so I'll briefly mention some of them as I'm scrolling through. They have Brianna Stewart as the number one player in the league. I completely agree with that. She averaged 20 points last year and basically 10 rebounds. She basically averaged a double-double. She is healthy after her Achilles injury, and that's really big for her. I'm interested to see how she comes back from that. Um, I think she's going to pick up just where she left off. Uh, And I just think she's such an outstanding player. She's a competitor and she's a winner, that's for sure. Um, all right, then they have Shonquel Jones, who averaged a double-double, 20 points and 11 rebounds. She uh, was MVP last year and most improved player a while ago. And I'm just reading along some of this stuff. She plays for the Connecticut Sun, by the way, uh, who they think is going to finish up top. She's going to have another good year. Number three, they have Asia Wilson, who averaged 18 points, nine rebounds, and basically two blocks. Um, She has been incredible. She's been such an exciting player to watch. And I know most people are asking because, by the way, she plays for the Las Vegas Aces, but she played for South Carolina. Most people are asking who's the better player, Asia Wilson or Aaliyah Boston. And that's really tough because both have had really good – or how should I say this, really fascinating college year experiences and years. Personally, I think Aaliyah Boston's better. She's had an, she's just a junior, and she's considered, like, the best player to play in college ever right now. And so I see her doing the exact same thing in the WNBA. I'm really excited to see her next season. And, yes, I know I'm going over to Aaliyah Boston, but – um, I'm excited to see her in the WNBA because I know for a fact she'll be the number one pick, no question about it. So whoever gets the number one pick next year might have the greatest of all time player. So, But Asia Wilson, she's incredible. At number four, they have Sylvia Fowles. Wow, so far we've had all bigs. Um, they have Sylvia Fowles, 16 points per game, 10 rebounds last year. She's getting a little bit older. I do think that... Um, she said that she's going fu- she's gonna to retire at the end of this season, so we'll see how she does. She'll probably play with everything she's got, knowing her, because, again, another competitor. All these people are comp- All these players are competitors for sure. Number five, finally, guard. They have Skylar Dickens-Smith. Six, you have Joel Lloyd. Seven, Courtney Vandersloot. Eight, Tina Charles. Nine, Candace Parker. Ten, Arike Agunbawale. Then, I'm just going to see. Who else do they have on here? Wow, number 18, they have Natasha Howard. She was a player that wasn't really talked about this last year. She plays for the New York Liberty. 
And I think she's going to have a really good year this year. That's another reason why I think that the New York Liberty are going to do better this upcoming season. All right, you guys. Well, that's all I had for you with as it relates to the players. I just wanted to speak on a few of them. Uh, you guys heard my rankings compared to ESPN's. Uh, that is my information as it relates to the WNBA. I'm excited. or No, I'm not excited. I, ke- I use the word excited too much. I need to find a different word. But I am looking forward to watching the WNBA season ahead. I feel like it's going to be a really good one. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. You guys heard it here first again with the L.A. Sparks, the New York Liberty, and the Washington Mystics. That went in order from top, middle, to bottom. All right, you guys, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you stay tuned. I'm going to have some guests on here coming up soon. So stay tuned. Thank you guys all for tuning into today's podcast. I will see you all later. That wraps up episode 80 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.